0: All right. Welcome in to the Mind of a Coach podcast. These are your hosts, Coach Nathan Moran and Coach Asa Duvall. After a long week, we're back together, man.
1: Here we are, man. Here we are. It is it's a it's a good week. We're a week away from uh we have a we're supposed to have a game in a week, so it is uh it's here, it's upon us and it's approaching. So uh I'm good, man. How are you doing? I'm good. My uh I got backed into today, but um yep she was a
0: nice lady. So we got it all figured out. Is it bad? It's not, it's not pretty, but um, it's okay. It could be worse. You, you know, no were one was gotta... injured.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that's good. No,
0: we were in the parking lot. lot and I had been backed out and I was about to like turn it in drive and it was, it was bright. Like I don't blame her. Like she probably just couldn't see. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't like, she probably didn't look. It was just probably, she couldn't see. So well, maybe you can uh, cash in on, on a little insurance money there. <laughs> I'm not looking to cash in on anything, but um I feel bad for her I mean she was really nice though, so got you
2: got you
0: but good. um anything uh good been going on besides
1: um, I guess you first games in a week yeah, yeah first- there's a lot of hoops we gotta jump through, man, to make this stuff happen. I can't say everything I wanna say, but uh there's there's just a lot of stuff that's gotta happen with the protocols that are in place mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day, we got a season that's that's coming up. Um, you know, if we're going to have games and we just got to appreciate those. So, you know, it'll be, it'll be a challenge. Obviously it'll be different. Um, but man, it'll, it's just, it's, it's, it's good to be close to time, man. It's good to be close to time.
0: No kidding. No kidding. It's, it's about that time. It's about that time. And we're, we're in our second week of practice and gosh, it just, I'm ready for the season.
1: Y'all schedule got
0: released today, right? Didn't y'all officially
1: release schedule?
0: Yeah. So our conference is dividing our, um, we're basically dividing our conference into two. And we're doing okay. like basically two divisions, so yeah. we're it's and it's basically it's based on geographic location, so yeah. just to prevent traveling and staying in a bunch of places. So hopefully day trips yeah. can happen, and you know try to try to meet the NCA like where they want us. <laughs> yeah, man. And yeah. Oh my gosh, try to combat this virus, but man, i I think this week this week's been going. I swear, every week's just flying by now. Coming towards it, is,
1: I feel like the fall. I was just telling my parents earlier how even with all this 2020 stuff, I feel like the year's gone by pretty quickly and the fall, especially once we got back into school and think we got back in the swing of things. I feel like it's just flown by. I know. And, and it's also, I don't know how you guys are working. Are you guys, um, is your break earlier than normal? Like uh, yeah, traditionally, so this is, yeah, fine. They're having they got finals and everything, you know. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, um, and this is so this is literally the last full week of school, and then next week is the, the, you know some people got some finals, some people have done Sunday, um, but then you know they'll be off till well after um, New Year's. So yeah, um, yeah, it's uh it, yeah, but it'll kind of be cool because they're not gonna be any other students around, so hopefully that can create like a little bubble where we can you know pull this thing off without any te- positive tests or anything.
0: Yeah, I definitely think during this time will be the biggest opportunity for everybody to stay safe and stay away from COVID. Yeah, certainly. I agree with that. But we'll see. We'll see. Hey, the drafts tonight. Um, I know. I know. <laughs> is there anything that's happened in the past with the draft? Um, because we're, we're at our uh, fact of the week here.
1: Yeah. I, yeah I didn't so. know if
0: it has to do with the draft. I was just curious. No, nah, yeah.
1: I actually, yeah. A little historical fact of the week does have to do with the draft. So, Nate, can you name the first three picks in the 1984 NBA draft?
0: 1984 that's not Michael Jordan is it that's not his year I don't know is it you tell me all right well I'll guess uh Hakeem Olajuwon Sam Bowie Michael Jordan
1: yes sir you are correct well done Nate. well done Nathan uh yeah so 1984 first three picks uh Hakeem Olajuwon Sam Bowie and Michael Jordan uh incredible draft right there one of the most legend, yeah. probably the most legendary player of all time and, and everybody gives like
0: gives Sam Bowie like a hard time but he he was a heck of a player he just got
1: hurt yeah he got hurt. he ended up playing like he I think he ended up playing like 10 11 years it's not like he was you know two two years in the league and done he played for a while he was just hurt all the time and
0: it's like if the Rockets could do it over again would they have drafted Michael I don't know Akeem Alashawan yeah I mean like if Michael was to be like but like at first Michael was a scorer and I mean he was always just I mean not just a scorer but like he was a really good scorer. I mean, he got bounced out of the playoffs a lot. Yeah, yeah. He, and yeah. looking at Akeem Olajuwon's roster, I mean, who would they have? Kenny the Jet Smith, and they had somebody else. Clyde. What or Was Clyde on yes. there that, that yeah. at that time? Yeah, they had Clyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so, I mean, pretty good team too. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. I, I, I think it's like – I, I, I It's hard that. not to take a team in that situation. Yes, Obviously, exactly. nobody knew what Jordan was going to pan out to be, but hard yeah. not to take a team. I agree. I agree. Asa, what do you got to get off your chest? Daylight savings time, Nate. Daylight savings time is the most infuriating thing going on right now. Why can't we just, coming into the spring, why can't we just put the clocks forward and just leave it there for the rest of eternity? I'm so sick of going into the gym at two o'clock in the winter after the clock. Turn back and not being able to see the sunlight until the next morning. I hate daylight savings time. Whoever the next presidential candidates are, if you, if you just run, if your whole campaign is just, I'm going to do away with daylight savings time, I promise you, I'll vote for you. You got my vote. That's all I care about going forward is daylight savings time Eradicate it from the face of the earth. It's pointless. It's stupid. We need more daylight. I hate daylight savings time. okay so um you would hate to live in
0: parts of canada when it's basically dark for 20 hours a day yeah i like me some sunlight man i'm sorry i like
1: me some sunlight. so what you're saying Uh, is
0: we just need to have darkness until about nine o'clock in the morning and that would be better because at least by six o'clock it would still be bright
1: yeah man yeah 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 i am i am all i am totally against daylight savings time Mm. i don't know how it'd be like daylight's giving time Daylight's exactly. Daylight's giving time. There we go. I like that. I'm just trying to get more daylight and life out here.
0: All right. Daylight's giving. Daylight's giving. <laughs> All right. Hey, for my three keys, um, I'm actually going to ask our guest um, some keys again. We did that with uh, Coach Collins, and yep. I thought it was really good. Honestly, I think
1: the viewers should hear more from other people rather than me. Yeah, yeah. Get get bigger um, and better knowledge. Get yeah, and better knowledge. Nate, not to dampen the mood real quick, but um, I do want to give a uh, I do want to point a couple things out. I want to say rest in peace to Rasheed Walker, um, Nashville legend. He uh, gave his all to the community. He was shot this uh, this past weekend. um, Started the Nashville Pro Am. Was always involved in the community and giving back. Um, So prayers up to him and his family. Uh, Nashville lost a great one. Um, Really, really tragic and sad. And then also uh, in the OVC. Uh, coach UT Martin head coach uh, Anthony Stewart passed away suddenly this past weekend as well. Um, so prayers, prayers go out to uh, him and his family, uh, Parker Stewart, uh, probably yeah. the uh, best player on UT Martin's team. That was his dad. So can't imagine what he's going through, but just want to send out prayers to the family and friends of those people. Yeah, man, that's
0: necessary because gosh, I I, I couldn't imagine uh, losing my dad and mm-hmm. gosh, I mean, I didn't know coach Stewart personally, Um, i've gotten to uh play against him um in a scrimmage and kind of got to shake his hand talk to him for a second but gosh i've heard really really great stories about him so Mm -hmm. and then to go off rasheed i mean what he was able to do for the nashville community and bringing back the pro league i mean the pro-am and just like bringing people together it's crazy that he would be killed by senseless
1: gun violence but in his, in his own city, man. I mean, he gave me the first. He gave me the opportunity to coach for anybody else. So you know, i always thank him for that. And and he was a friend. So uh, definitely want to send prayers out to his friends and family, along with Coach Stewart as well. Yeah. So hopefully his legacy
0: will live on. Um, hopefully someone can get the pro am and continue to let it to help it grow. And uh, mm-hmm. Coach Stewart's legacy will live on as well. Absolutely. But um, but um, shifting focus a little bit. Um, I'm excited to introduce our next guest.
2: Right now, right. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we should be good as long as Ashley didn't start taking some kind of a nursing test or something like that. We we're good.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> we'll be we'll be good to go then. All right. So hey, I know you got a lot to do, so we're just gonna get after it. All right.
2: <laughs> Sounds All great. Right. Man. All
0: right, um, guys. We want to welcome in our newest or next guest, um, Coach Cole Rose, a uh, current associate head coach at Lee University former player at university lee university as well during his playing career he tabbed all conference honors while helping the flames to a 55 and 22 record while winning conference championship and making an elite eight appearance after his playing career coach rose decided to go in the direction of high school coaching actually and started off in georgia correct uh yeah started off in georgia and after a quick stint um, quick short stint. He ended up coming back to Chattanooga to Boyd Buchanan in 2012, 2013. He helped Boyd to a tw- no, yeah, 2012,
2: 2013, 25 and eight. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I'm, yeah. I'm terrible with years. <laughs> I'm really bad with like with dates. So yeah, yeah and right, then, it should be around there.
0: Good. And then the next year to a 28 and four record, Coach Rose was also named the Region Coach of the Year. And directly after that, took the assistant job at Lee University, where he has been since. Um, Coach Rose is uh, accompanied by his wife, Ashley, oldest daughter, Penny, son, Jack. Um, Coach Rose is one of the smartest coaches I have been around. Personally, I can say this, his ability to speak to players, develop individual games, and work tirelessly for the benefit of the program are just a few of Coach Rose's strengths. He is a family man, and uh, gosh, Coach Rose, thank you for coming on.
2: I appreciate you guys having me i 've uh, had the chance to to listen to quite a few. Actually I was on the road last night and listened to a bunch of podcasts from you guys and i love I love the heart of the project. I think that you guys are hitting on something great, and I wish that I had had a resource like this I think uh Asa you I listened to one where y'all talked to with coach Maddox and he was talking about writing a book and Asa kind of made the point it's like this is kind of like y'all's book you're writing where you can go (laughs) back and I I think it'll really serve people that way especially young coaches because you're asking really genuine genuine questions for guys at the start of this journey I think it's super valuable
1: yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means a lot. It, it, it's been fun. Me and Nate called me with the idea, and uh we've been we've we've had it rolling, man. So thank you. I appreciate that.
2: For sure. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous. It's first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: little nervous. A little nervous. Hey, uh, you mentioned books. So hey, if if you think it's like a book, um, if you think it's that way, then yeah, God, hey, our we'll, podcast is really good because he's a reader, Asa. He is a reader. Hey, okay. All right, this is this is big for
1: us. I'll I'll sleep well tonight after that compliment. Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, hey coach. So right out of high or right out of college, you get the high school job, the high school head coaching job. Did you feel prepared? And how has that job impacted you as a coach today?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, You know, when I. Came out of college, I guess I was 22, 23 years old. And probably one of the best things about being that age is like at that point, I felt like I was prepared and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs>
0: A little naive.
2: You know, all, all the confidence, yeah, all the confidence that 22 or 23 year olds have. I'm like, yeah, sure. I was going to be easy and it was not. It was yeah. um, a totally different ballgame. And, um, you know, one of the best teachers you can have as a coach is failure
0: yeah. and
2: coming up short. And man, made mistakes that first year and continued. Um, but for me, just the opportunity to have my own team and go ahead and learn on the job was the most valuable and most important thing for me at that point in my career and uh, Mm -hmm. for me i felt like it was the best opportunity to to develop was just to go ahead and 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 dive right in Mm -hmm. and so i think that first team i had in uh in dublin georgia i think we won five games and um (laughs) you know it's funny the uh we actually the first scrimmage first game i ever coached in this is unbelievable right so the first game i ever coached in uh, we were going against the homeschool team um, of Macon, Georgia. So try to schedule off early, right? And uh, <laughs> it, it was—I was like, "We got this. We're going to be okay." And uh, it, it comes down to like the last second. We're down by two. We get a rebound. We come up and we call a timeout. And so I'm in the the huddle. There's about you know six, seven seconds left. We got a side out. I know they've been playing zone all night, so we drew up a best play. Uh, we drew up a play in the huddle for our best player, and I first co- first game I've ever coached in. Right, we uh, we draw one up at the buzzer, and our kid hits it like a walk-off <laughs> game winner. And like, I mean, people are excited. It's about as, you know, as exciting as a small, small basketball against the homeschool team can be. And then, so we hit the locker room, right? And I'm like, guys, get used to this feeling. You got to get used to winning. Boy. This is this is how it's going to be, right? And then uh, we promptly went on a 12 game losing streak. <laughs> we, we didn't win another one until after Christmas. And, uh, I guess to answer your question, yeah, I thought I had it figured out and thought I was really, really ready and then, and then was, was not at all. But um, I've been really, really lucky. I mean, even back then, I look, at, look on it, um, you know, I've just been really blessed to be surrounded by really, really good people. And the headmaster of that school that hired me was actually an ex-college coach who is now coaching the girls' uh, high school team. And was just wanted to coach his daughter and wanted to be the headmaster of a high school. And he Mm -hmm. like took me under his wing and was gracious to me and let me make all kinds of mistakes and then helped (laughs) coach me up. And I'm just like, I don't know how it's happened, but I've just fallen into these, these places with great people around me who have really
1: helped me. That's a, that's an unbelievable story to start your coaching career. That is, that is amazing. Um, all right. Earlier, you mentioned some mistakes, you know, made some mistakes early on. And what, what were some of those mistakes you made? They don't have to be egregious, but something that, ah, man, maybe I could have done that different. What was, what was something, you know, that you, that you took from that?
2: Well, I think for me, you know, your identity when you come out of college is as a player. And yeah. for me specifically, I, I never thought I was the most talented player or, or had the most ability, but, um, you know, I, I always have taken a, a pride in how I work and I was mm-hmm. the same way as a player. And, and, um, you know, that's what I expected of my players really yeah. early on. And it, it, that was a really tough lesson was like, it, not everybody's going to be like you were as a yeah. player. Not everybody's goal yeah. is to play college basketball. Not everybody's, um, mindset is to do this for a living you know very few people have that mindset that's probably why we became coaches but that doesn't change your job your job is to coach those kids and help Mm -hmm. them have the best future that they could possibly have and there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. and um, that was something that I struggled with early early i think yeah. i made some some kids lives pretty miserable early on in, <laughs> in, in, the, in the process and it took me a, a while to learn that for sure yeah. yeah
0: that's great well i guess the next thing is so you are successful as a head coach as well he, he just talked about the five games that he won his first year but then he wins 25 games then he wins 28 games so then that transition from high school to college there's no way I I think people think that oh it's it's easy coaching is coaching and it might be I've never I've never done the transition so what would be what was the toughest thing about the transition from high school
2: um you know I don't there's a lot of tough first the first it's just two different jobs it's Mm -hmm. just it's just like two very very different things um you know some things my favorite things about both the jobs are the same like the the teaching aspect i Mm -hmm. love teaching whatever it is whether it's in the classroom Mm -hmm. or on the court or in one-on-one in film with the guys like i love teaching and that is uh that's the same in that aspect and actually you know what uh games feel the same to me like uh, you you would think like well it's just a high school game it's a loss like a loss feels like a loss. Yeah. <laughs> and,
1: you know, a loss is a it, loss. I don't care where yeah, you. It doesn't matter. A loss is a loss. It really right, right,
2: and and that all feels the same. Or like you know, um, going into a big game, and you're a high school coach, you're nervous. Like yeah. you feel that way. Same thing as a college. You're nervous. It's the same amount. Like that doesn't that doesn't mm-hmm. vary at all. Um, you know, I think some of the toughest parts for me. We're figuring out like how much else there is to do other than just coaching, you know, in college, everybody thinks, man, I want to be a college coach and just all you do is coach all day. Well, that might be like, I don't know, 10% of your job,
1: Yeah, 15% yeah. of
2: your job, maybe, you know, there's so many other things that go into making you a valuable assistant or the av- a valuable part of the staff, whether that be like, hey, you know, our guys are are so on top of their academics that we don't have to worry about eligibility or or class schedules or Mm -hmm. people are are communicating in a certain way or all those little details um, that, you know, sometimes in high school, it's like, well, that's the kid and their parents' responsibility to make sure they're making grades and and stuff like that. But yeah, I would say um, yeah, just that. And then the recruiting aspect is, is way different too. You know, that's a, that's yeah. a pretty big lesson at any level of basketball. Like, you know, the better players you have, the better coach you're going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true college or, or high school, but you know, when you get to college, everybody says, you know, Hey, you get to pick your players. And so that's a different thing than I was used to experience in high school. And it's a huge part of the job for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's been the most rewarding thing, I guess, from that transition? Um, Something that I guess, I I know you talked a little bit bit about the differences, but what was like the most rewarding difference for you coming from high school to college?
2: Um, That's a really good question. Um, For me, I think the thing to kind of understand is a a unique opportunity for me to go back to my alma mater at Lee, which is a place that I I really, really love Mm -hmm. and Um, and to serve as an assistant for Coach Brown, who was was my head coach that I played for, um, in a time of transition. Mm -hmm. And so... Lee was transitioning from the NAIA where we were pretty much a top five, top 10 team year in and year out. You know, uh, Tommy Brown won, I mean, 30 plus games. I mean, maybe like six times in his career, like like six, like 30 win seasons. He never, he never had less than a 20 win season as an NAIA. Most
1: people, most people never get to experience a 30 win season ever.
2: Right. They never do. They never do. And like, he's doing this year in and year out. And well, so then we move, from from kind of a, a top tier program in the NAIA in the transition period to Division two in in the Gulf South Conference, mind you, which is a, a tough, it is a murderer's row yeah. of coaches and programs and, you know, some big like state schools across the Southeast that we're competing with. So um, when I came in, it was our last year of the, probationary period so we were still not eligible for postseason competition in division Mm two and uh, I think we won 18 games that first year and the next year was our first year eligible we ended up having a really down year we won 10 games and like sitting there at that point I think there was a lot of people around the program just saying like you know I don't know if Lee is a place you can win in division Mm -hmm. two and Um, you know, to be able, I got really lucky. And when Coach Smith came in, Bubba Smith came in and kept me around. I mean, one of my big goals was to like, let's get us back to a competitive place for this program, Um, because I believe so strongly in the university and the basketball program there and the good that it's done for so many people. Like I wanted to to get us up there being a winner. And I, I don't know if we're there yet but we're competitive now and that's a that's a big jump because yeah. five or six years ago it was like man i, I don't know if this is going to work like i don't know if this is this is going to happen so I, I would probably say that's one of the proudest things it's just the overall growth of the program and doing it in a way that that fits lee and it fits our school
1: mm-hmm. that's, imp- that's important at a place like lee even a place like Lipscomb. you know where we played and uh, that, that's a big part yeah um yeah absolutely Coach
0: Rose, so you talked about one of your favorite things about coaching is the ability to teach. And um, for those that don't know, I mean, you're an English teacher. Um, You currently teach at Lee. Uh, I think it's a basketball class, but you're a teacher. Um, You teach on the court. You're teaching me. You're teaching uh, all the players like more than just basketball. So my question is, what do you try to teach the players through basketball that is going to lead into their life outside of the game of basketball?
2: Yeah, I think another good question. Um, you know, we've uh, at, at Lee. There's a, we have a character coach, and there's a guy around our program, mm-hmm. Heath Esslinger, who I think Nate, yeah. you've been able to meet, but yeah, for your awesome listeners and Asa, like this guy is an unreal coach. He was a wrestling coach at UTC um, mm-hmm. for a really long time. Super successful, like built them into a national contender. At little little UTC you know and yeah. it's just you talk about like a magnetic personality like he is incredible um and you know we get the benefit of, of meeting with him he's him and Bubba are really good friends and I try to just be a fly on the wall and listen as much as possible and um you know we were having like a small group meeting once and and he was talking about the uh, etymology of the word coach like where does that word come from And he was talking about, you know, if you think of a coach, like the first thing a coach was, especially in the, in the early days of the word was a vehicle, like a physical vehicle to get someone from where they are to where they want to be. Like Mm -hmm. that's what a coach is. And then it came to mean like a tutor that wants to take a student from where they are to where they need to be to pass a test. And then, and then back to athletics and, um, you know that when I think about what coaching is like that's kind of my focus and and so Nate I think like when you're talking about like what do you want to teach people on and or, or off the floor specifically um, you know my favorite thing and I think uh, especially in literature or anything we can teach one I think one thing that sports brings about is like these concepts of paradox and like the most important thing as a team so the thing that I love teaching people, the most important thing that I love about sports is that you get to be part of a team and on a team, you are simultaneously the most and the least important person in your whole organization. Like it's, it's so hard to wrap your head around. Amen. But there is no one like that might be the
1: best thing that's ever been said on this podcast.
2: Oh, man, you're going to make me blush now. But, but like, I mean, if you think about it, like, that's what a team is, is that every single guy has something that they bring to the group. And every single one of you is the most important person. Um, But at the same time, you have to die to yourself and get outside of yourself and look at your brother next to you and say uh you know that person is just as important as i am and not pride yourself too high so i think like you know just just teaching everybody that comes through i hope everybody that comes through our program or comes through a class that i teach like i want them to know that they are deeply deeply valued as a human being mm-hmm. but at the same time like the world is not about you it's yeah. it's it's not
1: it's, so all right, so I, so we've talked about that, um, you know, about how every player, coach, they, you all got something to bring to the table, right? right? How do you make the ones who don't feel like they have anything to bring to the table, how do you make them realize that they do have something to bring to the table and for them to reach that potential?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great, I think, um, you know, I don't know if I would have said it was a benefit during my playing career, but as a coach, it's been a benefit. Um, you know, luckily, as a player, I was able to occupy almost every single seat on a team. You yeah. know, um, mm-hmm. I was lucky enough when I came uh, my first year in college to be a starter as a freshman on an NAIA team. Two years later, I was a red shirt walk on at Belmont and yeah. was like, I mean, the scout team day in and day yeah. out. Mm-hmm. And then two years after that was lucky enough to be in all-conference player and a captain on a team that won 33 games. And so um, I fully, fully appreciate the value of a scout team. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing I thought our team did really well at Lee last year is like, we had five guys that made a pretty good scout team and they Mm -hmm. were really into it and they learned the other team's plays. And if our first team was not guarding them correctly and hard and like, Mm -hmm. they were gonna light them up and they were gonna go after them. And I thought that was a huge key to our success. And maybe they didn't get written about in articles or make the news stories or whatever, but everybody in that locker room, they knew that that scout team, like those five guys were an integral part of like what we were able to do as a team. Um, I I think you've got to celebrate everybody. If you are asking someone to take on a role that's going to be only recognized within your locker room, like, hey, you better recognize it within your locker room, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're all conference game. Like he's going to get the articles written about him. He's going to get the Twitter Mm -hmm. likes. He's going to get all that. But, like, inside that locker room, inside that circle, that's what matters. I think you got to do a really good job if you're asking people to do hard things within that, like celebrate them, especially in front of their peers.
1: Mm -hmm. That's so cool because now you have solid evidence, and I'm sure you have film from those practices where the scout team was going at the ones – and now you can say, you can in the future, you can take that to, to your other players and say, hey, look, look what happened here when all our players were bought in. Um, they were going at them day, out, day in and day out in practice, and look what we got as a team. That's some, some solid evidence you can provide to future players.
2: Right. Oh, absolutely. And AC, you might not know this, but, like, you know, I thought one of my biggest developments as a player was as a red shirt walk-on at yeah. Delmont because every single day, you know who I guarded? Who? Penny Collins. <laughs> That's awesome. man. Every That's day, awesome. and he. he oh, so I wasn't sure. Him. I
1: wasn't sure if you were there. Uh, yeah. I, didn't, I, I wasn't sure of the time frame right there, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he Go went, cool. it, man. It was like we went at each other every day, and I oh, had yeah. so much fun. And for. For the record record he won like every day <laughs> and, and like but I had so much respect for him because I, I mean I fouled him like crazy the yeah. most like I could barely catch him but I tried to foul him every time I could but he never yeah. complained like he was he was yep. thankful for the effort of our guys of like getting them ready like he fully comprehended that and was yeah. into it and so was that team and it was a really really special team that year
1: yeah 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 man that's so cool that's so cool
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. hey so that, that's actually funny that we, you brought that up Asa um and coach Rose because yeah. Um, Asa, if you remember, you said that we talked about it earlier on when we were talking to players about how they're not playing, about how to embrace that role. Um, And basically, you're the O-line on the team. You're the O-line on the team. You have to do all the small things like doing scout team, um, cheering for your teammates when you're not playing, and you're not going to get noticed. I mean, that O-line blocks for Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry runs for 212 yards, and everyone talks about Derrick Henry, but nobody cares that the O-line was giving him wide open lanes. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's the things that are the unseen – that are some of the most valuable and I think that you hit the nail on the head just how you can help that and that's uh praising your players um in the locker room and doing it around their peers so definitely 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 good advice um how is your coaching philosophy or how has your coaching philosophy changed um from being a head coach to now an associate head coach on the college level <laughs>
1: Yeah, congrats! Yeah. By the way, that just happened, right? Didn't you didn't Didn't you just yeah. get uh, promoted to this? Congrats! Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was last
2: week. I, I think I, th- I that's kind of what when Nate asked me to be on the podcast, I thought maybe he was waiting for that or something. Like I had to <laughs> earn my right-
0: <laughs> so you had you to earn guys. your stripes. <laughs> yeah, right.
1: <here. laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Exactly.
2: Um, um, you know, I, I you know, I think in some ways you kind of are who you are. Mm -hmm. as a coach like I've always been a defensive minded guy so in as a high school coach I was a big believer in that Um, I think the big thing that's changed is like in in um, offensively in high school we really based what we did on what we had you know so I think you really have to tailor what you do to what fits your team and Mm -hmm. you know working with high school kids at least in my experience like they're able to get better really, really quickly sometimes. So like they can make these big jumps from sophomore to junior especially like physically they grow a ton right. and then just their game can grow so much. So like you almost have a different kid every single year. You hope that's the same with college kids, but sometimes, especially mm-hmm. as you get later in the career, it's like a more fine tuning of their game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would say like, that's one of the biggest differences. Um, you know, the other thing too, is just as a head coach, in high school, you're constantly feeling that way. And then you get to be an assistant on the college level. And it's, and that's a different job too. You know, as an assistant, your job is to fully understand the vision of your head coach and, mm-hmm. and bring what you can to it. But at the end of the day, it's to like help him execute that vision. And, you know, luckily now working at the same place for two different head coaches, I've been able to learn a whole lot about two different visions and how that looks. And, mm-hmm. you know, one thing I've learned from, from Bubba is is just the execution of the offense. He's a, he's a two-guard Princeton guy. And that's something that, like, uh, we dabbled in a little bit at Belmont, not too much. Just yep. we had a couple of sets in there, but not too much. And then uh, – but, like, to be – knee deep in it now, full fledged, like, I love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been awesome to like add that tool into your toolbox in case you have the personnel uh, to do it. And it's fun to recruit to as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would say that's, that's probably a big difference. You know, as an assistant, your, your job is to understand the vision yeah. and then do everything you can to make that vision work and make your head coach look great doing it.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's. I think that's so important for young coaches out there to keep that in mind. Because even I mean, I, I'll catch myself like, all right, you know, you you want it to be yours, and you want to make the calls, you want to make some decisions, but you got to keep the bigger picture in mind. Like this isn't my show. This isn't my show at all. You know, I, this is this is Penny's show. This is Bubba's show. Right? And I just and sometimes I even got to remind myself like, all right, relax a little bit. You know, wait, wait, wait your wait your time. This is Penny's show.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. And you gotta be you gotta be okay with hearing no. Exactly. You guys say like, and there's a fine line of confidence to say like, Hey, I think I have this idea that will really work. And like, yeah, you need to, you need to do that. But at the end of the day, you got to understand, like, I mean, Bubba Smith earned the job at Lee, yep. you know, Penny Collins <laughs> earned the job at TSU <laughs> and he's there for a reason. Certainly. And, um, you know, I, I, at least for me, like I've loved learning every single thing I can from him because mm-hmm. I know that it's made me a better coach in the long run. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So I usually do a three keys with coach Collins. I decided to give the three keys to him and I'm also going to give the three keys to you today. Okay. So the three keys that our viewers are going to get to hear from someone brighter and smarter than I, um, is the three keys to being a very bland, very blunt, very straightforward to being a (laughs) successful coach. What would be your three biggest keys? Oh,
2: um, <laughs> that's a good question i, I think like all right, if i can go like just a little on step, the spot
0: on the just spot
2: a, just a step back on it i think the first thing you would have to do is understand what a successful coach is mm-hmm. and that's probably a very different answer yeah. for different people yeah if that makes sense no you, absolutely you, you know what i'm saying like yeah absolutely so, so for 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 you as a young coach, what is your definition of success is is probably the first thing you got to answer when you're talking about that and mm-hmm. and so um for me, the number one thing that I kind of have to tell myself every day and and is like, look, everybody's path is different and The college basketball world, there's a ton of people that will tell you, Hey, this is how you do it. You got to do this, or you got to do that, or you got to raise up to this level or do that or or whatever. But look, every single person's path is different and knowing what's important to you and and making sure you keep that first is going to guarantee you like what's successful to you. So to me, like I know like my most important things is is, number one is the people under my own roof. And that's my wife and my two kids. Mm -hmm. And there might be some people that look at where I'm at in my career and I'm going on year seven as an assistant at a D2 and be like, man, if I was seven years as an assistant at a D2, like that might not be success. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for me in my situation, it is, it's afforded me a chance that my wife is able to finish her nursing degree this Mm -hmm. spring. And like, Hey, Congratulations! there is, there is like no better feeling than the person that you love the most accomplishing one of their dreams,
1: mm-hmm. right?
2: Like, to yep. me, that's success. Mm-hmm. That's really successful. Well, you know, Lee University is probably the most important college basketball program in the country to me. Mm-hmm. Well, we're kind of on the up and up right now. Like, mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's successful. You know, and that's been been my path that I'm. That I've been lucky to have. To other people, maybe that's not, but to me, that is. So, yeah. and I get to see my kids. Uh, you know, I got a six-year-old and a and a four-year-old next week, and uh, you know, I get to see them every day. I get to take them to preschool mm-hmm. and take them to kindergarten. And like to me, that's a pretty good pretty good spot for success. So, yeah, really. um, that would be the first thing is like understanding what success is, and then knowing that every single path is uh, is is different. Um, Number two, I think, and I, I think I heard, I think Penny said this. I, whenever I listen to Penny on a podcast, like I write things down. And yeah. <laughs> I think he said, like, he was like, be great at the job you have. And yeah. there's so much you want to do. It's like, man, if I could only get this job, or if I could do right. that, if I could do this, like, well, who cares? If you're not great at the job you have, it'll never happen anyway. So, right. yeah. yeah, I think, I think definitely, like, that's a phenomenal piece of advice is like, be great at the job you have. Um, and then third, yeah, I'm, I'm a big growth mindset guy. Like, I, I just think there's something to be learned from every situation. No yeah. year, no two teams is the same. It's not going to go the same way each and every time out. Like you can learn something every day, whether that's reading, whether it's listening, whether it's picking people's brains, like every single player you coach is going to be different and they yep. might remind you of each other, but they're all different. But I think you constantly have to be learning. You just – you constantly yeah. have to be learning and have that mindset that, like, nope, I don't have it figured out. I got to do better. I got to yeah. get better. And I got to stay learning. And um, yeah. if I can add a fourth – Yes, please. I, please all the keys.
0: All the keys. We please, need to learn it like, all.
2: Can we have some fun doing it? Can we do yeah. it? like yeah. Number four would be, like, man, put a smile on. Let's do it. Like, yeah. don't just do – don't just, like – you know, I, I have people say like, "Hey, we got we're grinding today. We're out grinding on the recruiting trail. Like, yeah, yeah we get to watch basketball for a living. Like, yeah. we to to coach basketball. That's pretty fun, man. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: I can't believe they pay us for this. Like, right? Really yeah.
1: Amen, man. Amen. So I,
2: yeah, that would be my fourth key. Like, let's have a good time doing.
1: Amen, yeah. man. I love I love that. I love that so <laughs> much, man. <laughs> Always learning, always having fun. If you're not learning, then what, what, are you, what are you really doing? You can learn something from every single situation that you're in, man. So that, that was, oh, I agree with those completely. Yeah, yeah. All right, so
0: um, last question that I have for you. And Asa, if you want to interject or ask anything that you want, obviously um, yep. come in. But um, for all coaches out there that are trying to make the decision to jump from high school to college, What would you tell them?
1: Great question.
2: Um, That is a really good question.
1: Cause that can be a tough transition.
2: Oh, it can be an unbelievable transition. I I would say, I would say, know what you're getting into. Um, Especially if you're going from a head coach to an assistant coach, like the person you work for is is really a big determining factor and the environment that you work Mm -hmm. in is a big determining factor. And, um, you know, can you be helpful? Can you execute your purpose? Not mm-hmm. just like your career climbing, but can you execute your purpose as a, as a human being wow. in this spot that you're willing to take? Yeah. You know, is it, is it about, uh, putting that, uh, that, you know that title next to your name or is it really about like hopefully serving serving people or or execute whatever you see your purpose as as a coach of of doing that you know can you do that at the same level you know so and i think another big thing too is like just life situations um Mm. you know for for you guys and uh you know no kids yet for for y'all and you got you got the chance to do it and you know it's a good time but man it is day uh there's a lot of time involved too in college coaching yeah. and high school coaches put in a ton of grind as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as a, as a high school head coach, you can kind of dictate your time a little more than like a college assistant, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. But when you got a whole family riding on that as well, and that's your number one priority, then that's something you got to think about too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. I got a couple questions. One, yeah. what is the, um, what is the best way for, somebody who was coaching in high school to get their foot in the door in college?
2: Cool, man, that's it. You know what? It, it, that's a great question. It's really, really hard. And when yeah. I was in high school, um, I remember calling guys. and am assuming saying, like, you had
1: to probably take a, a pretty major pay cut at, at some point.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I absolutely did. I say, yeah, in all honesty, yeah, I did. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, and I would call guys and say like, um, you know, hey, how do I get in? How do I meet yeah. your boss? How do I do this? And like, it was kind of a closed door thing. And ultimately, the one place where I could get in was like, was at Lee, was, yeah. was yeah. the spot where I left. And, and that's the thing, when you first start out, you kind of got to take what you're given, you know, yeah. and like, where do you have an in? Because and what was explained to me too was like, you know, this coach is hiring you not just to work for him. It's not yep. just like that. Like you're gonna do life with this head coach mm-hmm. that's hiring you. Y'all are gonna spend a lot of time together. Those mm-hmm. bus rides are long, right? You know, you're, you're <laughs> together. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like a marriage. Like you are all there together all the time. And so uh, that that head coach, they want to hire somebody they know they want to hire somebody they trust and they want to, they want to hire somebody that's going to get the job done. And, uh, that's not just like having your resume out there in a stack. And I promise you, i put my resume in all the stacks, got <laughs> no callbacks so, yeah. except from the one place that like, I probably could have just called him straight up anyway. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, but I think the more you can get your name out there as a high school, uh, as a high school coach and the more you can, um, uh, just make genuine connections with with, yeah. with college coaches really helps um yeah for sure
1: yeah yeah well cool um uh, all right my last one all right so you're an avid reader correct
2: uh yeah i would say so
1: okay all right uh what is the most re- what's the most recent book you've read and then i got another book question for you what's the most recent book you've read uh, i guess coaching kind yeah, of yeah. basketball wise you know or anything. Uh,
2: All right, let me, I'm going to miss the author. Uh, Last week I read Outside Shot by, last name was O'Neill, and it was the story of the Scott County High School basketball program in in Kentucky.
1: Kentucky? Okay. Yeah, it was really, really
2: good. It was really, really good.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right, and then my second part to that question, what is the book that has made the most impact on you as a coach? Mm. Ooh as a coach
2: um yeah it's really hard for me to separate like as a coach as a teacher all that I, I, I guess say, uh, yeah or it could yeah, be you know philosophy
1: very, kind of approach towards yeah, life yeah. every day it's something something like that
2: yeah I, I think um when I was a junior in college we read uh Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning oh yeah okay and it's I think I've read it every single year at some point or another. Wow. Really like bring you back to what your purpose is. And yeah. to me, yeah, I guess in a way, like I've always, had, it's funny, AC, you asked that. I kind of, I guess I have viewed that as like a coaching book, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I think that that's my job as a coach or that's my, that's my purpose is to help other people find meaning. In mm-hmm. their life. And, and and luckily for me, I get to do it through the game of basketball, which yeah. is super fun. Um, but it's it's also a lot like teaching in the English classroom or teaching in uh yeah. this administration of sport class that I'm teaching now. It's like the same exercise, but just in a different a different format. Um, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. definitely that's that definitely is, one of my favorites. And
0: for whoever hasn't read it, I would definitely recommend going to check it out because I have not read it, so I'm I'm gonna have to check that oh, it out. Oh, it is it is it is deep. It is deep. Uh-huh. You'll be thinking about yourself now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I promise. It's a really, it's a really, really Some good, may say I think really about myself depth. too much already. It's very <laughs> in depth. Like you're going to very and you're going to think very uh, deeply about yourself, about what you're doing and everything else. It's, it's very good. It's very good. But oh. coach Rose, uh, I appreciate you coming on um, podcast this week. Um, I know the viewers um, have definitely um, gained some knowledge as uh, a yeah, penny might say. Um yeah. <laughs> he has knowledge. He has knowledge. So yeah. um I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you using the smart, uh wise and kind words towards us. Um we really appreciate that. Um where could they find you on Twitter?
2: The, uh that's a great they where could they find me on Twitter? <laughs> I'm like the least social media Nate, you
0: can find Nate, them on Twitter Nate, at Coach Cole Rose.
2: <laughs> that's it. Nate has revolutionized my social media presence. From zero to slightly more than zero. Some <laughs> it's on my list of things to work on. <laughs> oh,
0: it's, a, it's definitely a list of, I think, all of our things to work on. But <laughs> hey, um, you can find him there. You can find ASA at the Ace of Spades with a Z on the end. You can find me at Nate5Moran. You can find us at Mind of a Coach on Twitter, or no, Mind of a Coach 1 on Twitter, excuse me, and Mind of a Coach on Instagram. Um, you can also check out our Facebook page as well. Please make sure to subscribe and like below. We appreciate you guys tuning in and looking forward to seeing you guys next week. See y'all.
2: Thanks guys.